OTB AM, setting you up for the day ahead. Luton is an easy is an easy name to say. This is what was just happening in the studio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I know people who have flown into Luton. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Monday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with a defining afternoon in the Premier League yesterday. Manchester City beat Everton 3-0 at Goodison Park. And then shortly afterwards, Arsenal were beaten 3-0 by Brighton at the Emirates. Arsenal captain Martin Odegaard said after the match, there's no hope of him lifting the Premier League trophy now. City just one win away from being crowned champions for the third season in a row and fifth time in six years under Pep Guardiola. City didn't really threaten in the first half an hour against Everton, but Ilkay Gundogan proved to be the difference once again. Two cracking goals either side of setting up the second for Erling Haaland to the score his 36th league goal of the season. It's 52 in all competitions for the Norwegian. City could be crowned champions this weekend if Arsenal lose away to Nottingham Forest on Saturday or if City beat Chelsea at the Etihad on Sunday. Guardiola says there's still work to do. The still is not over. The Premier League has never end. We know it for the past with Liverpool. This season is the same. I think pretty sure Arsenal is going to win the two games after we come from. For the previous seasons, is an extraordinary achievement what we are doing. Hopefully, we can finish well. Now, the focus is on Wednesday night's Champions League semi-final second leg at home to Real Madrid. It's one off from the first leg in Spain. The man that scored City's goal last week, Kevin De Bruyne, was on the bench at Goodison Park. Guardiola had the luxury of leaving him there. He didn't have to bring him on because the game was wrapped up with 50 minutes gone. Everton are one point above the relegation zone with games against Wolves and Bournemouth to finish off their season. As for Arsenal, it all came crashing down in the second half against a Brighton team that were coming off the back of that astonishing 5-1 loss to Everton, a result all the more ridiculous after yesterday's events at the Emirates. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta admits it's bitterly disappointing. It mathematically is over. Um, the second position is, is secure. That's not going to change. Um, it's very different to what anybody expected. Um, and that generates a little bit, um, a lot of expectations as well. And it, it generates enthusiasm and happiness and joy and, and looking that we have to do that. And that's something that has to be managed um, in the right way. Brighton are back into the top six now and have two games in hand over Tottenham and Aston Villa, who are about the point behind Roberto de Zerbi's side. Brighton are four behind Liverpool with a game in hand. The Seagulls go to Newcastle on Thursday night. Evan Ferguson was back in the Brighton starting 11. Former Ireland international Kenny Cunningham was part of the off-the-ball commentary team for the game at the Emirates. And he says he was encouraged by what he saw from the Irish teenager wasn't easy for him today. He wasn't getting the type of ball ideally that he would have wanted. Like balls into feet with the right pace. There was balls coming into him getting like exercise missiles uh, today. He was coming off the front. Gabriel was, you know, tied to him. The balls were like bouncing, like bouncing bobs into him. It wasn't easy to deal with. Gabriel, the Arsenal defenders were getting in contact with him, having a bit of a, a wrestle up. You know, he wasn't getting enough touches on the ball, but he didn't get frustrated. Kept himself in the game. Just how physically looked really strong. His movement was good. You know, he looked quite dynamic in his movement in behind as well, Nathan. So, yeah, it was a type of performance where I think as a neutral, you did know Evan Ferguson. You looked at the game and thought, yeah, he done okay. That, that Brighton, you know, uh, centre forward, yeah, you know, you know, was all right. But I, I, I enjoyed the performance. Like, you know, I didn't see the lad get his head down, get too dispirited, get too frustrated with what was going on around him. I just thought he looked well. He looked, he, he looked to be playing with kind of confidence and enjoying himself so yeah he's in a really good place at the moment yeah I hope the end of the season finishes well for him and obviously 
He's in peak condition when he comes into the Ireland squad for those uh, crucial games in the summer. We'll need him. Brentford guaranteed their highest domestic league finish since 1938 with a 2-0 win at Hunter West Ham, which means that they can finish no lower than 10th in the Premier League. No surprise, West Ham boss David Moyes made nine changes with one eye firmly on their Europa Conference League semi-final second leg away to AZ Alkmaar. West Ham are 2-1 up from the first leg. The Hammers are six points clear of the relegation zone. They have a much better goal difference than Leeds as well. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp's challenging his players to lay down a marker for next season when they take on Leicester at the King Power tonight. A seventh win in a row for Liverpool would move them within a point of Newcastle and Manchester United, who would both have played a game less. Leicester need all three points to climb out of the relegation zone. The Foxes are second from bottom. Klopp says it's been a disappointing season, but they've shown glimpses of what they're capable of in the recent weeks. It makes you even more angry when you think about it. We can play like this, we can play like it, but most of the time we played like that. So that's really not cool. So this period is super important for us because it gives us all a massive hint how how it how it can could look. That game kicks off at eight o'clock. Defeat for Leicester will put them in serious danger of joining Southampton in the championship next season. Leicester play Newcastle at St James's Park next Monday. The top two are in action in the SSE Electricity Premier Division tonight. The four sides competing in European competition are all involved in the games, which are brought forward to help out later in the summer when the qualifying rounds start for European competitions. Leader Shamrock Rovers, who went top on Friday for the first time this season, hosts St. Pat's at Tala Stadium. It finished 2 all when the sides met in Tala earlier on in the season. That was in March. Since that game on St. Patrick's Day, Rovers have won eight games and drawn one. Pats have sacked their manager, but the Saints have two wins from two under interim boss John Daly. Kick-off in Tala is 8 o'clock. Before that, at 7.45, second place Derry City. Before that, at 7.45, second place Derry City take on Dundalk at the Ryan McBride Brandywell. Derry have won away to Drogheda and Bohemian since their last home game, which was a 2-0 defeat to Shamrock Rovers. Derry's home form is of major concern for manager Rory Higgins. Just two wins from seven on the artificial pitch so far this year. Dundalk have won four games in a row, including Friday's dramatic 2-1 win at home to Cork City. The Lillywhite scored both goals in injury time. Chelsea lifted the Women's FA Cup for a third year in a row yesterday. Emma Hayside beat Manchester United 1-0 at Wembley Stadium, thanks to a second-half goal from Sam Kerr. The crowd there was over 77,000 which is a new world record for an attendance at a women's domestic football match. Hayes is hoping the win will put a smile on the faces of all Chelsea fans. I'll never tire of this. And I mean this like, like I really do. Hand on my heart, I could cry about it. Chelsea fans, I hope you have a little bit of joy tonight. I hope we gave you something where you can smile about this year. The whole club, owners included. Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu has been named the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year. The Australians led Celtic to back-to-back Scottish Premiership titles could complete the treble if they beat Inverness in the Scottish Cup final next month. Barcelona are Spanish champions for the first time since 2019. Barca won 4-2 away to local rivals Espanyol to go 14 points clear of Real Madrid with just 12 points to play for. The Barcelona players celebrated after the full-time whistle but they made a swift exit from the pitch after some Espanyol fans got onto the pitch. In Serie A, it looks like AC Milan could miss out on Champions League football next season, unless, of course, they can overturn their semi-final against Inter tomorrow night. 2-0 down on that one. Milan also lost 2-0 to Spezia, who moved out of the relegation zone. Second place, Juventus won 2-0 at home to Cremonese. Paul Pogba's first competitive start in over a year lasted just 24 minutes before he was forced off injured. Inter are third, Lazio are fourth, three games to go 
and Lazio have a four-point advantage over Milan. Bayern Munich moved one step closer to the Bundesliga title with a 6-0 win over Schalke, but Borussia Dortmund beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 5-2. They're just a point behind Bayern with two games to play. Bayern played third-place Leipzig in Munich on Saturday. Lionel Messi was booed by some PSG fans in his first match since being suspended for his unauthorised trip to Saudi Arabia. PSG beat Ajaccio 5-0 to maintain their six-point lead over Lens with just three games to play. And Feyenoord wrapped up only their second Eredivisie title of the century thanks to a 3-0 win over Go-Ahead Eagles. They've won 16 titles. 2017 was their only previous title success since 1999. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.